Oh, hello, darling, and welcome back to The Happy Place, the judgment-free podcast that offers you advice and life lessons to ease the burden of modern-day life. Now, before we get into today's episode, and if you listened last week, you'll know I care immensely about this. Are you fully hydrated? As a rule of thumb, I want you to always have a vessel of hydration with you when you listen to my voice. So press pause and grab a drink, darling. Don't worry, I'll wait for you. Okay, now you are hydrated, we shall continue. Today we are investigating the effect our past has on our current well-being. Trauma is one of the words that is battered about in popular culture. It's the subject of television dramas, podcasts, and of course, the media behemoth, the celebrity autobiography. For the majority of its users, I don't think the true meaning is even considered as part of their money-making thought process. Sadly, the demands of mainstream media means that trauma is a big money business. However, to really question this practice, we must first understand what trauma truly is and how it affects the body and mind. Trauma is a result of overwhelming pressure on our physical or mental well-being. The overloading stimulus of the event causes us to be unable to cope and leaves us changed. In essence, the lived experience of the traumatic event will stay with us throughout the rest of our lives. Growing up is one of the most difficult things any of us have to do. And knowing what many of us have been through ensures that this is a journey none of us would want to repeat in a hurry. One of the hardest parts of being a child is having to deal with other children. There is an unmasked cruelness that comes from the pure selfish naivety that being a child brings. Please don't think I'm accusing all children of being the spawn of Satan. Not at all. Just some children. This part of my life is clouded by the memory of school. At home I was a happy child and had my home life been mirrored in the corridors of education, then perhaps I wouldn't be the person I am today. School for many people was a difficult experience centred on bullying, anxiety and revision with a hint of fear. This is part of who we were, but it's also part of who we are right now. There is still a part of me that recoils internally when I see groups of 15-year-old male-presenting people. The tang of Lynx Africa covering the waft of assumed bravado, making me feel like a deer in the headlights. Being older makes no bit of difference, and I feel exactly the same as I would have done when I was 15. Intimidated, defensive, and scared. I know you understand that trauma exists, but do you understand how long it can impact a person's life? From my point of view, as a non-binary person, when I speak to cisgendered and heterosexual friends and family about their experience at school, you hear a very different story. Yes, of course, there is bullying and trauma. Never assume that someone like ourselves are the only ones to suffer, but the lower intensity of what varies. I can hear people saying that intense trauma isn't a unique feature of being non-binary, and I would agree. But it must be noted that someone like myself has been dealt an apparent bad hand by society, and I have been left to fend for myself. In order to readdress that balance, we have to be more aware of how certain social situations affect certain minorities. 
Bullying is a clear form of trauma. It's the intention of harming or intimidating someone perceived as vulnerable. Just with all social issues, many people laugh it off as part of growing up. Well, you can just shove that perfunctory excuse in the same file as boys will be boys, because it has no place in the 21st century. Whilst it is clear that we would all love to exist in a society where bullying is a rarity, and I truly hope that in the future this is a possibility, there are so many people living with the physical and mental scars of bullying. Bullying bookends my life aged 11 to 16. Five to six years of relentless and daily attention that was really hard to live through. What baffles me about children is even though they have not yet fully developed into the people they will become, and their emotional maturity is a distant star in their future, they can smell the difference as keenly as seagulls track chips on Brighton Beach during Saturday lunchtime in the summer holidays. The perceived or actual difference is what causes bullying, and we see this being played out throughout our history all over the world. Beneath all humans' advances, we are still very simple beings, and all the evolution in the world will never stop our deepest instincts from kicking in. Fight or flight is a very simple concept. It makes most of our decisions for us, without us even knowing it. In its simplest form, fight or flight is a physiological response to a perceived threat or harmful event. A hundred thousand years ago, our ancestors would have used this to evaluate situations that actually were life or death scenarios, and their response would either ensure their survival or erase them from prehistoric timelines. Fast forward to today, and I'm sure you would have noticed that we no longer have to hunt to survive, and Google has made it very easy to ascertain whether certain berries will be harmful or not. However, whilst the most essential uses for fight or flight have faded from our lives, the instinct is still present. It is the number one cause for conflict for anyone perceived as different. Now this can be anything, gender identity, body size, race, bullying knows no bounds. If there is anything that marks you as slightly different, these are the things that will be used against you. And as an adult, I can tell you that trauma stays with you for the rest of your life. So the cause of bullying is clear to see. The daily pursuit of my peers was to alert me to my difference and is one of the hardest things I've ever had to live through. And I know that hearing these words, you too would have suffered similar things. We cannot erase what has been done to us and to try would be far more damaging than reliving those experiences afresh. There is no magic wand I can wave to make all the pain and suffering we have faced disappear. But understanding what trauma truly is can offer you a way to convert the energy of this painful emotional past into something far more powerful. Understanding that your past is part of you forever is fundamental in being able to move forwards. I want to be clear here, it does not define you. You are not just your suffering, but instead it is the rationale you can use for the decision making for the rest of your life. But unless you unpack this trauma and understand where it came from, what it meant at that time, you can never move forwards. I often think when we go through traumatic experiences, if we learn nothing from it, then that pain and that emotional experience is wasted. And why would we waste all that energy 
to get nothing from it. Whilst we did not ask for the traumatic experiences, those are the things that have become part of who we are and are our past journey. And if we can take something positive from that, then we have come out the other side a better person. Life's not about winning or losing. But if there's a positive to be had, then I will grab that with both hands. And I urge you to do the same. Thank you as always for joining me today, my darlings. I love you lots. Thank Jenny Tots. I will be back next week. But until then, I hope you find your happy place. Uh, bye bye.